I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Foo followers around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide end of year show 2018 with your host, Ben Johnson, and my very special guest, the film writer and author of Life of Action, Mike Fury. Remember, there is still time to take part in our Christmas competition and win loads of free Jackie Chan goodies. We have copies of the classic Jackie Chan films To Kill With Intrigue and Dragon Fist, on Blu-ray to give away, courtesy of 88 Films. And we also have copies of Jackie Chan's new autobiography, Never Grow Old, courtesy of Simon & Schuster. Full competition details will be announced in our December newsletter, so to be in with a chance of winning, simply sign up to our newsletter at kungfumovieguide.com before the 30th of December. That's this Sunday. Okay, best of luck with that. Thank you all so much for downloading and supporting and listening to this episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, our very last one for 2018. I hope you've all had a really great year. Thank you all for your support with the show and we hope you enjoy this very festive martial arts movie roundup of 2018. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight... Then I'll oblige. (laughs) Ho, 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 food followers around the world, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this episode of the show, welcome to our 2018 end of year special. Brought to you by your friends at KungFuMovieGuide.com. It's been another great year for martial arts movies. And over the next hour or so, we will be counting down some of our favourite martial arts films of the year. And discussing the top stories that have grabbed the headlines in 2018. We will also be hearing from some of the great guests that we've uh, had featured on the podcast during the year. Playing one or two outtakes as well towards the end of the show. And also, because it's Christmas, we'll be unwrapping uh, a few presents as well. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Before we get into all of that, let me introduce you to our very special guest who is going to be joining me on the end of year special. It's the author of Life of Action, the film writer and friend of the show. It's Mike Fury. Hello, Mike. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Very well. Um, we should say we are in Mike Fury's lovely home here in London. Yeah. So how has 2018 been for yeah, you? It's been, been, pretty, pretty it's been good very year? good. It's been um, very busy and, you know, uh, very, very focused and productive. Um, of course, a big, a big part for me has been um, 
getting Life of Action Volume 2 to near completion. Yeah. I really wanted one frustration for me. I really wanted to have the book done this year, end of yeah. the year. Unfortunately, it's taken a bit longer than um, planned due you know, to various reasons, but hoping early 2019 will be the time. Life of Action, the first book, was uh, such a great read and you had so many great oh, names in, in that book. Uh, what can we expect from Life of Action Volume 2? think more of the same yeah better yeah <laughs> but no i mean you know i'm really happy with the lineup it's a really great lineup yeah know, we should say there. frank grillo kelly hugh tony jar michael jai white zoe bell vic armstrong yeah. you've mean, got some really and, big names yeah, and really di- really diverse people yeah. from different different parts of the world people with different uh different roles in film whether it's you know actors stunt people you know whatever, even within actors as a as one category you know people with a more defined martial arts background yeah. some people more from a dramatic acting background who tackled action and and, and stunt work and fighting um filmmakers and stunt veterans younger stunt people older stunt people so a really uh, mixed bag but you know really good insight across the board so yeah. i think it's going to be it's going to be good and i think if you if you like the first book it's going to be you know it's going to be one that you're going to enjoy mike looking at 2018 we should say in preparation for this show i sort of assembled a list of all of the films i think you used the phrase earlier just off mic they are fight orientated yeah, or fight centric or fight centric yeah, yeah. movies this year in particular uh, there seems to have been quite a lot of movies that really cross that boundary between you know is it a full-blown martial arts movie does it just contain some martial arts would you describe it as a martial mm-hmm. arts film or just a, a, an action movie it's been quite a diverse year really hasn't it for, for, for yeah that and I think I mean we we probably haven't had looking at that type of list there's a lot of uh, films in there that you wouldn't necessarily classify as pure martial arts mm. films but films that have action and specifically martial arts or or fighting basically very much at the heart of the film yeah. um and then it's yeah it's a case of how do you define that is that a martial arts film is that classed as a, a you know a pure action film it bodes well that uh, this this type of martial arts led action is heavily featured within a lot of films and TV shows and yeah. very, very very much in the mainstream as yeah. well. Mike, thank you so much. You. Uh, I did put a call out over social media ahead of this show as well uh, just to try and get a bit of feedback from the listeners and anyone who, who does follow us online. So throughout the show, I will be reading out a lot of your comments as well. Anyone who did message the show or email us or get in touch over Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, thank you all so very much indeed. Um, before we do that... I think it's time to exchange a few Christmas presents, Mike. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, so we did this last year. We set a limit, didn't we, mm-hmm. of £10 for these uh, for these Christmas presents, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually did. Uh, I, I did break that slightly oh, just as wow. you go over to Very generous. That's so that's sorry, Mike. Um, do you... Who wants to go first here? Because mine's, mine's in my bag. Mine's over there. Yeah. Should we do it simultaneously? Do you wanna, do you wanna go, yeah, let's go simultaneously. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> Mine's not wrapped, Ben. It's in a box. That's okay. Do you want to go? Who wants to go first here? I'll I'll hand this to you, Ben. Let's make things easy. Okay. Ben, it's not wrapped, but it's in a lovely box. That's great. Here we go. Merry Christmas. There we go. Mike, thank you so much. This looks fantastic. Wow. Okay. We've got some... Shall I describe this to the listeners? Please describe. So Mike's got me, listeners, a, uh, a Christmas... Uh, hamper. We've got a, a Christmas pudding here with Quavossier. Oh, Lovely nice. stuff. I've got some chocolate coins here as well. Thank you, Mike. Very, very good. I think yeah. we'll be cracking these open actually quite mm-hmm. uh, shortly. Uh, and Cause Light again. Yeah, again. The Can't Van Damme be beer of choice. Yes, the Van Damme beer. And this is a Bolo Young movie on DVD Blood Fight. <laughs> this is an early 90s yeah. Post, uh, Bolo movie, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Post Bloodsport. 
Curators in this. Yeah. Simon Yam. Fantastic. It's got a good cast. Good. good John Ladowski. Mike, thank you so That's much. No this is this is fantastic. I have not seen it. I have to admit. So let me know what you think. I've not seen this movie either. Oh. So Blood Fights, not to be mixed up with Blood Sport, no. obviously, which is the classic Van Damme yeah. film featuring Bolo Young. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Have, you have a good night in with Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You just can't go wrong with the Bolo Young no, movie. No, no. Let me give you this one yeah. first. Amazing. This looks like this feel, as a record collector, it feels like a seven-inch record. Now, Mike, because I know I you're you into your music yes. and you do uh, collect records as yes. well, don't you? I do. So hopefully this um, ticks that box. Ticks that box, no, I'm sure it will. Very nice. Very exciting. Oh, Carl Douglas's Kung Fu Fighting, the only original version, and 7-inch. So you've got the 7-inch wow, single there. That's yeah. great. That's 7-inch single. Really, very good. Thank you very much. The thing about this song now is probably... This in 2018, it's probably dated. Yes, it's it, dated, somewhat. but it's uh, it's of its time, I guess. What was the original year? Do we know the year? Of the so, release? Kung Fu Fighting, I think, was probably released. I want to say in the early 70s. Okay. Would you reckon 73, 74? Maybe, yeah. And checking. you know, try and enjoy it in the sense no, of fun that it was intended yeah. when it was originally written. I remember it well as a child. My uh, my aunt and uncle had this on record. Yes. And there's so, a second thing. Ben, there's a second too, too thing. Kind, too generous. The Sherlock Holmes School of Self-Defense, really. the manly art of Bartitsu. Bartitsu, have you heard? Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. I don't yeah. know too much about it. Yeah. As used against Professor Moriarty. Find here with uh, such techniques as how to eject a troublesome man from a room. Yeah. How to overcome a ruffian who attacks you with a knife. Yes. How to repel an assailant who positions himself in the path of your bicycle. <laughs> yeah. And wow. there's diagrams in there as well. To um, He's actually quite an interesting guy to look yeah. up. So this guy, E.W. Barton Wright. So he, I f- believe this is right. So in Victorian England, he yeah. travelled around a lot okay. of uh, the Far East. He stayed in Japan for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he picked up Japanese martial arts, mm-hmm. brought them back to the UK and uh, and came up with his own martial arts style, which he called Bartitsu, bar I believe it's called. Yeah. That's very uh, good. And this is a sort of martial arts yeah, it's guide. It's f- fully illustrated with nice uh, pictures of men with uh, smart hats and yeah. sticks and canes assaulting each other. This was a big thing, obviously, in Victorian uh, London at yeah. the time. And uh, Bartitu does get a mention in, in one of yeah. the original Sherlock Holmes books. So uh, so that's why it's, uh, it is the, the self-defensive choice that Sherlock Holmes uses. Yeah. Great. So yeah, thank you very much, Mike, for the gifts, and a very merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you very thank much. You, sir. Merry Christmas to you as well. So okay, let's get on with it. Let's start with talking about some of the highlights from 2018. Highlights of 2018. Okay, so let's start off uh, locally. 2018 was a very strong year for martial arts movies playing on the UK film festival circuit. Uh, we were spoiled for choice by not one but two Fighting Spirit film festivals. Uh, one in Birmingham on the 7th of April, which featured the UK premiere of Accident Man and attended by the film's star, producer and writer Scott Adkins. Yes. Um, there was also a two-day event on the 14th and 15th of September, which featured the UK theatrical premiere of The Debt Collector and the UK premiere of Vengeance. Cast and crew for both of those movies were in attendance, and there was also martial arts demonstrations and other classic films were being played, as well as some really great short films mm-hmm. as well. Um, 
Mike, the Fighting Spirit Film Festival, it seems to go from strength to strength. How lucky are we, do you think, to have a festival like this on our doorstep? Yeah, I mean, I, no, I think it's great. We don't you know, get too many opportunities to see films like this showcased in this way, on this type of platform. And you do get a lot of uh, a lot of filmmakers attend as well. So it's a nice opportunity. If you're a young filmmaker or a young actor or stunt performer, you can actually meet and network with, um, with other people. And I've heard about collaborations happening off the back of Fighting, Fighting Spirit. Spirit. So people Fantastic. actually meet there and chat and then a few months later they're shooting a film great, together. So that's, great. that's quite cool. Yeah, Sue Cole is the organiser of the Fighting yeah. Spirit Film Festival. She's got her own little team there. I yeah. know it's uh, a real collaborative thing now and it seems to be going from strength to strength. And I did manage to get a bit of time with uh, Scott Adkins uh, at the Accident Man premiere at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. That is on episode 27 of the show if you uh, want to go back and check that interview out. When I did ask everyone what their favourite film, their favourite martial arts film of 2018 was on twitter dave who says no said is it cheating to say the one with scott adkins in it uh, i like that no no that's not cheating dave you're uh, very much entitled to that opinion uh and rusty pride also mm-hmm. on twitter said i can't remember what the title was but it had scott adkins and someone he cared about gets killed and he kicked a lot of people <laughs> you know that one so um is that I, is that Ninja 2? It could be yeah. his wife. Could be, yes, exactly. Yeah, but that's like that's two. like saying the cigar film where he breaks someone's wrist. Exactly. <laughs> so we should say, Mike, I mean, you know, we're big Scott Atkins fans, yeah, obviously. No, awesome. So you did have the privilege of working with him this year. Is that right? Because yeah. he was in uh, the UK. In the UK, yeah. No, it was, no I'm not, I don't know how much I can say about it, but no, it was very, um, very nice and sweet to be asked to, um, to, to come in and invited to come in and just do a very small bit of um, fight work. Uh, on Avengement, which is Jesse V. Johnson's uh, new film starring yeah. Scott. I worked with Scott a few years ago uh, on Green Street Three. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to you know nice to come back and just do a, just a very small bit. But in a very very talented stunt team, amazing you know amazing cast, amazing actors, and should really give a shout out to uh, Mr. Dan Styles, who's a very fine stunt coordinator. Yeah, who's yeah. Stunt coordinating on the film works obviously with uh, Scott and Accident Man. Yeah. And Eliminators and various other films previously. And Luke Lafontaine was there as well, who uh, fight coordinated Savage Dog. Looking at the work that uh, Jesse and Scott together have been you know have been uh, producing um, it's always seems to be kind of changing a little bit and evolving and taking a new uh, a new turn into something yeah. a bit different whether it's um, obviously you've got Savage Dog Accident Man The Debt Collector they're all kind of slightly different but they do have their own unique DNA yeah. that those guys bring to the table so I think it's going to be something I mean I haven't seen the film so I can't you know I, I can't speak that knowledgeably but just from my insight um, it looks really good and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a, a, a solid film and the Adkins fans will be happy. <laughs> in other festival news, we also had the Rain Dance Film Festival, of course, uh, in September and October. Rain Dance is the UK's biggest independent film festival, and this year we had the UK premiere of British zombie action flick Redcom One mm-hmm. and the martial arts comedy Night Shooters. It was great to attend the premieres of both of those movies and catch up with the cast and crew at the event, and of course to catch up with yourself, Mike, who was, uh, was there as well. We should also mention the BFI London film festival yep. that took place in October that did have the UK premieres of The Prey yep. uh, which I did pop along to it was uh, very good to see that The Prey is a Cambodian action film uh, from the team behind Jailbreak that's the director Jimmy Henderson and the fight choreographer Jean-Paul Lee who I'm sure we'll come on uh, yeah. to and talk about a bit more in I haven't a, seen in The Prey unfortunately he didn't act in it though did he I think he he's not acting in it no that. he's the fight choreographer okay, in that cool. movie and Shadow of course which is the new uh, Wuxia film from Chinese author Chang Yimou um, we we eagerly await further international release
release information on on that movie. Tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? Without doubt, one of this year's runaway successes, both from a critical and popularity point of view, was Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler and starring Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o. Stunt coordinator was uh, the legendary Jonathan Eusebio, of course, from John Wick and uh, Expendables, the Bourne franchise, Doctor Strange, Ninja Turtle, so on and so on. Actually, yeah, interestingly, I mean, they had a massive fight team as they do on those films. Clayton Barber was the fight coordinator um, who's yeah worked extensively with 8711 as well. Yeah. Actually, his lineage goes right back to martial law and those those old, yeah. old school days. But yeah, did uh, Creed as well and many other things. So that was that was cool. That I think they had a really good fight team on that. So as of December the 10th, Black Panther was the highest grossing film at the US box office in 2018. It's earned more than $700 million, beating off competition from Avengers Infinity War, Incredibles 2 and Jurassic World 2. Uh, the film has also earned Marvel its first best picture drama nod at the Golden Globes. Mike, do you think now it's about time that Hollywood stood up and actually started to take superhero movies more seriously? I mean, yeah, I think they were evidently they appear to be based on that, you know, that accolade. But it's not just about taking superhero movies seriously. I guess it's taking action seriously and taking yeah. stunts seriously and all this. There's a wider conversation there. I think certainly understanding um, and acknowledging the uh, the ability and the creative talent that goes into making those films is paramount to that happening. And the fact that you know a, a Marvel film, as you've just said, has still earned a, a, a best picture drama yeah. acknowledgement and nod. Yeah. Um, is a is probably a big step in that direction. Ryan Coogler has said that he will be returning to make a sequel to Black Panther, so that's exciting. And in December, it was announced that Marvel will be introducing Shang-Chi to the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, in the hope uh, for that to be the next Black Panther. Um, Shang-Chi is also known as the Master of Kung Fu. Uh, the comic book character was introduced in the early 1970s off the back of the success of Enter the Dragon and Bruce Lee in general mike we're starting to see marvel being a lot more representative it's it seems to be doing away with the old phase of predominantly white male superheroes this is a great step in the right direction isn't it yeah and i mean it's just it's really frustrating that it takes so long for these things Mm. to happen but i think anyone who um anyone who is an audience member anyone who watches stuff especially those of us who are interested in let's say martial arts led work whether it's television film and so on of course we know and we immediately recognize it's like it's not even a conversation that um that talent is completely diverse that we'll mm. you know we'll we'll know great action stars or uh, or comic characters from all over the world in different parts of the world male male characters female characters so it's like it's kind of hollywood takes a long time to catch up that their idea of personifying this on the screen is to cast let's say a white person that doesn't actually know how to fight but we know in actual fact that there are a lot of people out there that yeah, can do the job of course. um so it's kind of uh, you know it's overdue but at least it seems to be um it seems to be happening and you know ultimately 
although we know that the the talent is out there and the talent itself is diverse there does need to be a richer representation of that um so the fact that that is happening is kind of long overdue but i yeah. guess it's you know it's a good thing that yeah. it's finally finally happening i don't know what the odds are on who's going to play shang chi yeah. in this uh, movie i know that they haven't announced any mm-hmm. casting uh, details or indeed who the mm-hmm. director is for that movie just yet there's so many names we could rattle off yeah they tend to not go with the sort of the the ones that we'd expect yes but occasionally i think you find they do have a kind of an ace up their sleeve they might announce somebody that we wouldn't have thought of but actually turns out to be a good choice yeah and hopefully you know they give a lot of opportunities for for people to be seen for this that you know wouldn't have necess- wouldn't have traditionally in the old times had, yeah. had the opportunity to be seen it wasn't all great for marvel though this year netflix did uh, cancel a couple of quite uh, popular shows uh, on their streaming service uh, including daredevil iron fist luke cage as well have fallen by the wayside and in other netflix martial arts tv news uh, it was announced in june 2018 that the streaming service had commissioned a new martial arts show called woo assassins um, which I'm very excited about. The cast includes Eco Uace, Catherine Winnick, Louis Tan, Tommy Flanagan, Byron Mann, Sima, Mark Dacascos, and Juju Chan. Filming for season one of Wu Assassins took place in Canada this year, and it wrapped in November. I look forward to that. That's a, and it's a great cast as well. I mean, Amazing cast, very, isn't very it? Very unusual. Look at, I mean, you've got a lot of dramatic people there, a lot of action people from yeah. part, different generations. We should also touch on Eco Uwais. What yeah. a great year he has had. Mile 22 yeah. with Mark Wahlberg. The night comes for us. I'm sure that'll come up in conversation in a moment. Uh, Woo Assassins. We've got Triple Threat on mm-hmm. the way. He's got a movie with Dave Bautista, an action comedy called Stuba. What a great year that uh, Eco's had. Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of, it's absolutely amazing. When I spoke to Gareth Evans for Life of Action 2, who's another another person in there, um, he talks about, you know, he, he originally, this is prior to the raid and prior to Marantau, shooting a Silat documentary in um, in Indonesia, which opened his eyes to this system and this kind of opened, opened up his world into subsequently exploring it. And that's how he first, as some people may or may not know, that's how he first actually discovered Eco, uh, doing a documentary um, where he was kind of drawn to this guy's natural charisma. So, but just to take that, anecdote and to think to you know he's all the work he's now doing with mark Wahlberg and these other people that's quite a journey and an unexpected star discovery it's easy to kind of just go back to the old days of you think oh old jackie chan films old bruce lee films and obviously those guys are great we're not disputing it but to have somebody current within our you know our current generation who is doing contemporary work and is somebody that we can go to and watch with the same enjoyment that we would watch a Jackie Chan film. Or whatever. That's very, very cool. Other TV shows from this year included Cobra Kai. Uh, that was the Karate Kids uh, sequel that premiered on YouTube Red in May of this year. And we recently got to see the trailer for Warrior, of course. Uh, this is a new show which is coming to Cinemax, uh, which is based on a story by Bruce Lee. Meanwhile, in China, Vincent Chow will be reprising his role as Hu Yunjie in an upcoming TV series called Fearless. Obviously, that borrows the same name as the 2006 Jet Li film, in which Jet Li played Huyen Jar as well. Mike, we're often told that we're living through a golden age of television. Following the huge success of shows like Into the Badlands, it seems like we might be experiencing a similar thing for martial arts on the small screen. What other TV shows that you've been getting into, Mike, if there was one recommendation from the year? 
what what would that be? One that really stood out for me is Fight World on Netflix. Um, yeah, this is Frank, Frank, Frank Grillo series. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really, really great, really insightful. I mean, he's, so again, featured him in uh, Life Action, spoke to yeah, him for yeah. that. And he's, you know, he's obviously a Hollywood actor, but he's got a huge linkage and enormous passion for martial arts. He's, you know, trained martial arts all his life since he was very young. Still brings a lot of the physicality to his film work today. So it was nice that he did this series where he's basically going around the world, meeting local people, getting immersed in the local fight culture. And because he's a physical guy himself and he trains a lot, he actually, most impressively to me, he gets in the ring and he's sparring with the local Thai boxers or the local He know, gets local stuck people. in, doesn't he? And it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. And obviously it's an, it's kind of, we're seeing it through his eyes. It's eye-opening for him. He gets to learn about the different fight cultures and the, the local traditions. But at the same time, um, you know, it's kind of, it's 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 very humbling and educating and seeing that we're all kind of we're, we're all cut from the same cloth and it's just you know how similar people are despite our sort of surface level differences so it's, it's a really good and really um, quite a profound series so i hope that they do a second series I, they haven't announced anything yet but i hope that they that they will in july 2018 variety announced that atomic blonde and deadpool 2 halmer david leach was in talks to direct an enter the dragon remake um and then this news went out there and obviously the internet just blew up. Uh, 2018 was obviously the 45th anniversary of Lee's death, as well as lots of commemorative screenings of Enter the Dragon. We also got a new tell-all biography penned by Matthew Polly. I did meet with Matthew when he was over in London and we recorded an interview which you can go back and listen to. Matthew did tell me that uh, in many of his dealings with the late Fred Weintraub who was the original producer of Enter the Dragon that he had wanted to get a remake off the ground for quite uh, a number of years. This story does seem to have stalled a little bit since they announced it and yeah. then everyone... Uh, there was a huge backlash. There was a huge backlash on, on on this yeah. mic. But what do you reckon? What's the problem? What what's what's so wrong? What's so wrong with <laughs> oh, remaking into the drive? Well look, I mean I'm not I I'm not a fan of remakes, generally, I have to admit. However, there's no reason, really, why a remake couldn't be good of anything yeah. you know, across the board. If you do it well, or you, it's reinterpreted in a different way, why shouldn't you do it? However, I will say that you're in very dangerous territory with Bruce Lee, because I think with somebody like Bruce Lee, he is so centric to his films. Like You cannot imagine... Enter the Dragon with somebody else. It's like it's very much a Bruce Lee very vehicle, yeah. whether you know that or Fist of Fury or Way of the Dragon. It's mm -hmm. very much um, a Bruce Lee product, as, as it were. And I don't think you can remake the charisma of Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. So that kind of begs the question: Well, do you, you know, do you have somebody try and cl um, clone or emulate that? I don't think you should do that. Then maybe make it different. It could be a reinterpretation. It could be a reimagining. But then, what's the point in that? Just do something different. So yeah. I think this is the. This is the struggle. David Leach, though, Mike. I mean, he's David a big Leach name. is great, and he's a great director, and he's and he's a huge. You know, I happen to know he's a huge Bruce Lee fan. Mm. So it's of course, you know, he's probably one of the best people to do that. Yeah. I'm not as um, vicious against stuff like this as a lot of people. I just kind of, I more wonder how would they do it? How yeah. would they actually? achieve it so i don't know i guess we'll, we'll see yeah happens. we'll see we'll see it has gone very quiet hasn't yeah. it on on this story yeah. on a sad note of course we did lose quite a few great people in 2018 um some of the big names that we lost included grandmaster jun ri jun ri was the man who was responsible for popularizing taekwondo in america 
Uh, June Reed died in April at the age of 86. June was based in Washington and he did teach uh, and, uh, quite a few members of Congress in his time, as well as training with Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali. Uh, Raymond Chow passed away, legendary yeah. martial arts movie producer, the founder of Golden Harvest Studios, and the man responsible for making Bruce Lee a star in Hong Kong. He died in November at the age of 91. Stan Lee, of course, died... Uh, American comic book writer responsible for co-creating many iconic Marvel superheroes including Spider-Man, X-Men, Iron Man, Thor, The Hulk, The Fantastic Four, Black Panther and many many more. Uh, Stan Lee passed away at the age of 95 in November. Um, Ken Su. Ken is probably most famous for playing Victor in Bloodsport. Uh, he was also a second unit director and actor. He passed away in November. And um, most recently we heard of the death of the actor John T. Ben. John was probably most famous for his role as the Italian mafia boss in the Bruce Lee film The Way of the Dragon. John died on the 9th of December at the age of 83. One thing I found um, obviously very just kind of very remarkable and eye-opening and obviously sad that we kind of belatedly discover this stuff is when you go back and look through you know someone like Raymond Chow you think obviously very familiar with his whole Golden Harvest back catalogue. Go online, read a bit more about, hi, how many films did he actually do? And it's like, oh my God, it's like over, I, I mean, I saw over 200 films. Two, yeah, something like uh, that. 200 plus in terms of producing and yeah. presenting. When you, when you realise how much these people have done for not just martial arts films or anything, it's just film as we know it, Hollywood yeah. and cinema in general, the history of cinema, and how many careers they launched in yeah. the process, like someone like Raymond Chow. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah it's quite a, quite an amazing. Well, thing. for a lot of people, I'd imagine even you know, I speak for myself, maybe maybe you as well, Mike. Uh, you know, the work of people like Stanley and Raymond Chow is why we're having this conversation yeah, right now. You know, yeah, they're, they're, these are the people who got us into this this whole world in the first place. Yeah, and you know, even within the uh, the MCU, you look at all the all the iconic superhero characters who I know firsthand and people I've met you know inspired young children to kind of sounds cheesy but aspire to be more and to be heroic and you know geeky nerdy characters that were given um, an opportunity to be heroic and to be you know to be great um, that's you know massively inspiring for kids and it's yeah it's a it's an amazing thing I think it does it does go beyond just film entertainment yeah. there's actually there's a real affecting quality there you know I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. In a moment, we'll be unveiling our best and worst films of 2018. But before all of that, there's a little compilation that we have created, which includes some of the voices of some of the amazing guests that we've had on the show this year. So in this clip, you will hear in this order the UK martial arts star Scott Adkins, Buffy stunt double and Hong Kong action star Sophia Crawford, Kickboxer star and stunt performer Alan Moosey. Martial artist Bruce Lee's goddaughter and stunt performer and filmmaker Diana Lee Inosanto. The karate expert and O'Hara from Enter the Dragon, Bob Wall. Stunt performer Lady Bloodfight and female Fight Squad star Amy Johnston. Street Fighter Assassin's Fist filmmaker Joey Anser. The MMA fighter and action star Kung Lee and the director of Accident Man, The Debt Collector, and Triple Threat, Jesse V. Johnson. So, here we go. And now we'll see how good you are. 
in the days before the internet, if you were going to send a VHS, VHS off to America, like yeah. your showreel, yeah, yeah. you'd have to come here and get it changed from PAL to NTSC. And this is where it would always come, the Custard Factory. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this Full has... Circle, a, mate. Yeah, well, exactly. The guys to say, have you not made it yet? Yeah. He'd be joking. Have you not made it yet? I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yes, yes. Well, I fucking made it now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy became my life for the next four years. Each episode was like, I would be looking forward to, oh, what's going to happen next? You know, I, yeah. I couldn't wait for the script to come out. What's she doing now? What's she going through now? It wasn't just about what stunt am I doing? I wanted to read the script, you know, and yeah. um, I was very much into the show, enjoyed watching the show and was very honored to be a part of it, quite honestly. <laughs> you know that fight in the rain? Yes, yeah. I remember the cold cut and all I can think about is I just kind of sat up and looked around and I was like, man, I'm doing a fight scene with JC. I'm starring in the film. Yeah. This is pretty damn incredible, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I just yeah. sat there to appreciate that moment because it, 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 that's how I felt. I, I felt so happy and grateful to be there, yeah. you know? They were like two scientists. They really approached this uh, uh, methodically and they would study different styles. What was really cool about Uncle Bruce is he made my dad aware of French savant. Most people today still don't know what French savant yeah. is, but Uncle Bruce sure as heck knew what it was. So it was quite extraordinary, you know, what they were doing back then because, you know, it was completely taboo to mix any form of martial yeah. arts, boxing, wrestling. It was just unheard of, yeah. you know. I remember one day I was reading a book and Bruce came up to me and said, what are you doing? I'm reading a book, I'm not in the scene. You should be behind the camera. You should be telling me if this is a hit or a miss. You, I, I didn't know I could go near the camera. Yeah, you should be behind the camera. Get over here. Well, I never sat on my butt again. <laughs> Bruce was brilliant, fun, funny, kind, deep, intense, hardworking, amazing, mm. handsome, chiseled, I love that kid so much. I still miss yeah. Ben. This is why you must appreciate the great people in your life. Yeah. Why you got them? Yeah. Because there's guarantee they're going to be here tomorrow. I grew up watching Michelle Yeoh, and she just like started it all for me because she, in my mind, was the driving force. This idea of a woman that can kick butt but also be a woman. The fight in Ultimatum cause such a star it's you know? so good <laughs> I tell people look it's not that the it's the most complicated choreography ever but what that fight had was emotional realism yeah. from the way we performed it and how it was staged I describe it as being two Rottweilers fighting until one isn't moving it's exactly what it is yeah. I'm jumping back and forth like I did throughout my whole MMA career, doing a movie, then doing a fight, uh, I, I feel like I won't be the best that I can be. If I think like I'm going for a title fight for every time I get a part in a movie, or doing especially my own movies, now it's like a title shot, right? Sure. Yeah, uh, no one's going to stop me. The films that we're making, we're desperately trying to make good movies in the traditional sense of the word, that they're entertainment, that people go and watch and go, that, that was a really well spent, you know, 90 minutes. I'm, I, I, I want to see what else these guys are doing. We're given a little bit more money each time, so as far as we're concerned, there's something that we're doing that's right.
Okay, so before we unveil our top five movies of 2018, let's quickly just mention some of the turkeys from this year. Um, an appropriate time. To an appropriate talk about time. Uh, actually, before we do that, I think we should just add a few uh, caveats to this because, firstly, we should say that this is completely subjective, obviously, and it's only our opinions. And of course, other opinions are available. Uh, also, we are selecting these movies from a list that I put together about two weeks ago. I think I've only seen about fifty percent uh, of the films on this list. So. Um, and that's not for the want of trying either. So uh, particularly some of the Asian uh, titles that are on this list, uh, apart from catching them at film festivals, it is actually very hard to actually get hold of these films. Yeah, it's again the frustration of uh, well, the delays you get in some distribution. Um, yeah, especially the Far East and stuff comes to the UK or comes to the West later than other other. It other can be places. years later sometimes. Yeah, years later, so it's kind of crazy. Um, also, you know, I'm not a big fan of talking about turkeys and bombs and i'm not you know i i like to focus on the positive but you have forced me ben to i'm sorry Mike, i know i know and we should just say these are just our opinions yeah and it's subjective it? and you know um i'm only saying it because ben's pointing a gun at me <laughs> <laughs> well i've identified a film that i'm gonna i'm gonna talk okay. about here for the worst film so here we go this is the worst martial arts film of 2018 the worst martial arts film Okay, so my choice for this is is very obvious. I'm afraid it's this movie called Maximum Impact. Okay. I don't know if you did you I catch this one. I have not seen one, it. Mike? Please tell me more. So it's an all-star Russian-American co-production from 2017, although it did get a US uh, release this year. Mm-hmm. So this has got some really big movie stars, some really big names in it. People like Mark Dacascos, Danny Trejo, Eric Roberts, all very big names. But surprisingly, although it's got these big sort of action stars in it, it's very low on action. Okay. It also features Tom Arnold and Kelly Hugh okay. as well. Kelly Hugh is so wonderful and she is really trying her best here in this mm-hmm. film, but it's she is so poorly served in, in this movie. It's actually more of a meandering surveillance madcap comedy film. Okay. It's definitely been butchered in the ADR process. Okay. Right. And as a result, a lot of the humour in the film just doesn't land. It just okay. doesn't land at all. This film stars Alexander Nevsky. I don't know, are you familiar with Alexander Nevsky's work, I'm, Mike? I've, I'm familiar with it. I haven't seen too much of it as yet. So Alexander Nevsky is a bodybuilder turned actor mm-hmm. who I'm sure is a very lovely person but he does he lumbers through this film it's really quite funny he plays a russian agent who has teamed up with the bumbling u.s secret service uh, to protect the daughter of the u.s chief of staff when he is in moscow and hilarity ensues although not not quite he buddies up with kelly hugh who unfortunately being the only woman in the cast does get subjected to some quite grisly misogyny Mark Dacascos and Matthias Hughes do come out of this film looking very well indeed. They're they're playing uh, these bumbling crooks, and they've they've got the tone and the sense of humour just right. Especially Mark Dacascos, who is who is very good in this, uh, and he plays a sort of former TV martial arts star. It's a kind of knowing send up of himself in a mm-hmm. way, very tongue in cheek, uh, and he's very funny. And you kind of wish that the film just concentrated more about those two. But anyway, that. That's my turkey of the year, Mike. So maximum impact. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mike, what was your worst film of the year? My worst film of the year is Birth of the Dragon. And it's actually, we should acknowledge, I'm sure you know everyone knows about this, it's originally from 2016, I believe, yeah. but it did not get a UK release until 2018. Therefore, I think that qualifies. Absolutely. And it got a theatrical release. It got a theatrical release, uh, which is good. It is an interesting one, and it's one that, you know, you I think was surrounded by controversy when it first, yeah. um, was, it was first announced, first being made. So for that reason, I'm always very curious, even if it doesn't sound great, and I'm curious to see it. And unfortunately, I just I found it to be a real labour to get through. Mm. Um, I thought it was positions, the story. I mean, look, I'm probably speaking to people who've seen it. I would hope if not, and you're curious about it, I would be the first to say, don't uh, don't take my word at face value to say miss it. Oh, avoid, avoid. No. Please, you know, if you're interested to see it, it's worth seeing. It's very much set centrally around this character called Steve McKee who is supposed to be um, apparently kind of partially based on Steve McQueen, who um, who Bruce Lee uh, trained with. And um, it's told from his point of view as a kind of a middleman between the ensuing rivalry between Bruce Lee and Wong Jack Man, who yeah. comes over to San Francisco. So it's told from this kind of third-person standpoint and witnessing the inevitable showdown between these two characters. On paper, that sounds yeah, on quite paper, good. it makes sense. And, you know, it focuses on... Um, I suppose Bruce Lee as a kind of a young, hungry teacher looking to make a name for himself. Yeah. And it's told very much from what seems to be more of an antagonist kind of standpoint, um, which I didn't really like. I'm not doing it because I'm a fan of Bruce Lee, <laughs> you know, being an apologist for Bruce Lee. But I don't think that's the right... That's It doesn't even make sense as the right message for a film that's called Birth of the Dragon, which seems yeah. to be a pro-Bruce Lee biopic film yeah. um, as kind of somebody who's challenging the conventions as we knew, challenging the status quo in the in that time period and then having the traditionalist of Wong Jack Man come over and kind of um, set him straight potentially but then seeing the fight that ensues from there. Um, I also found the the central character was was not likeable. He's just not well, uh, not written well enough and apparently and I actually read that the early test audiences for this were so bad towards the Steve McKee character they cut him down mm. to try to de-emphasize him and kind of focus Bruce Lee a bit more and all I can say is if that if that version that we've seen the theatrical version the final version is the cut down version of Steve Steve McKee I can't imagine what it would have originally been like because I found it difficult just from you know this version so I found that it was just it was not a particularly enjoyable film or fun film or insightful film there was no particular emotion I got in either direction from it you know some of the fights are good there's some nice fight action but I I think in this day and age that's not enough you just can't have oh it's got good fights it's it's just it's not good enough um so for for these various reasons you know it's uh it's it was not a not a good film for me it's it's a no from Mike it's a no from me sadly (laughs) 
Um, we've got some some feedback from listeners as well with regards to this. So the 36th blogger of Shaolin on Instagram uh, got in touch and said, Vincent Shao's Unity of Heroes was the worst kung fu film of 2018. It felt like it was shot in two days with the budget of an episode of Coronation Street. <laughs> uh, and uh, also adding that one of the lows of this year is Triple Threat not getting a release. I'm sure we'll touch on Triple Threats uh, in our yeah. things to look forward to in 2019. Definitely. Okay, right. That's more than enough of what's bad. Mike, let's get on to the good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah? The cream okay. of the crop. The cream of the crop, indeed. We are now going to discuss the best martial arts films of 2018. The best martial arts So last year we agreed that the best martial arts film of 2017 was John Wick Chapter 2. I think we did agree unanimously on that one. We did. And I have a similar feeling that we're going to agree unanimously on what this year's uh, best martial arts film is. We should say that we, although I'm I'm like a a, a cheating child in the classroom, I want to look at each other's answers. What did you get? What did I get? You actually haven't done that, have you? You like to to keep it completely honest and We should say, yeah, we haven't talked about this. I simply said to Mike you know choose your top five uh, martial arts movies of the year I'll choose mine and we'll unveil them at the same time Um, so we will do that before we do there was some listeners comments that I just wanted to go through thank you so much everyone who did get in touch with us in preparation for this show on social media or over email that's very much appreciated token underscore yank on Instagram said Scott Adkins double blast of the debt collector and accident man were two of my favorites this year but it's a tie between The Night Comes for Us and Mission Impossible Fallout mm-hmm. as my 2018 favourite. We should just caveat that with Mission Impossible Fallout, we have discredited here for being not uh, a full fight-centric movie. Do you agree yeah, with that, I think Mike? it's very difficult. You get now into the subjective nitpicking of yeah, what's a, yeah. what is a, a fight film. I think... Because I love Mission know, Impossible I know, I loved Fallout. it. And I th- it's actually, if I was going to say, one of probably one of the best action films of the year or even maybe even one of the best films of the year Hands i definitely down. enjoyed mission possible fallout and it was you know it's, wonderful if you look at all the great reviews it got clearly that's the sentiment yeah but um being less fight centric as opposed to i guess broader action centric that's that would make me feel that it's less criteria to include it within yeah. a list like this yeah. but that's just my view yeah I agree with you Mike listen if anyone wants to get in touch and shout at us for this then you're more than welcome to Twitter Facebook Instagram Cine Marvelous on Instagram have been in touch they say Shadow and The Night Comes For Us are our top two picks both brilliant in a totally different way the 36th blogger of Shaolin again on Instagram says The Night Comes For Us was a standout for me and while it's not a kung fu film everyone should watch Operation Red Sea Uh, Scott Adkins had an amazing year with Accident Man and the Debt Collector. Ross Boyask, um, director of uh, Vengeance, and he's appeared on on the show uh, as well. Ross Boyask on Instagram. He said, Braven, Accident Man, 24 Hours to Live, Kill Order, Equalizer 2, Upgrade, The Debt Collector, Redcon 1, Final Score, and Night Shooters were very enjoyable. That goes to show, again, I think a lot of fight-centric Absolutely, work fight-centric board, yeah. work, and uh, and it also shows what a strong year that we yeah, have had for, for action and martial arts movies. Destro WOD on Twitter said, I had a good time with Accident Man and Kickboxer Retaliation. The Debt Collector had great fights. And Ogie DeCastro on Twitter said, Detective D 
the four heavenly kings and shadow the visuals and the fight scenes were just mesmerizing hope they at least get nominated for an oscar Mm -hmm. so lots of interesting choices there from the loyal foo followers more from you guys in a sec should we do it then should we reveal our top five let's do it okay let's announce our number five first here we go number five so number five mike do you want to go first with your fifth favorite martial arts film of the year well ben my choice is night shooters yes starring jean paul lee and directed by mark price um it's a it's a british indie film um it's a really interesting merging of genres i think there's a bit of gangster film british gangster film of which you know we are well known for our gangster output there's some dark comedy and there's of course martial arts it's about um, a low budget film crew um doing a night shoot in a kind of an abandoned building yeah um and in the process of doing this overnight in the middle of the night very small crew they witness a gangland hit um, and then become entangled with the mobsters who end up trying to kill them and cover their tracks. And the film crew have to fight back against the uh, the gangsters using their skills and all the skills at their disposal, um, including and led by the uh, the stuntman Jean Paul Lee, who can uh, who can fight back against them. And they have a few other tricks up their sleeves with the special effects and with the right. sound detection with the sound mics and things like that. So there's a lot of gags and and funny snappy dialogue, but then there's a lot of martial arts action as well. Some really great, well choreographed fight scenes by Jean Paul Lee and his um, his crew. Of course, having seen him in Jailbreak and other films, I think we'll be seeing more from the young man very soon yes a t- talented guy okay so night shooters for you at number yeah. five my number five is the debt collector yeah, great so i like the debt collector i thought it was quite a different role for scott adkins we hadn't really seen him do a, a, a film like that before uh, it's a buddy action comedy from jesse v johnson it's about two lowly debt collectors they're running errands on a hot day in los angeles lewis mandela really elevates his role i think as the uh, he's, he's sort of playing a dropout former actor come crook role scott's seems to be channeling Mike Fallon a little bit from Accident Man and it's a character that suits Scott quite well I think uh, he was great in Accident Man mm-hmm. and he's he's great in The Debt Collector as well here he's probably a bit more sympathetic mm-hmm. uh, as a character than uh, Mike Fallon is in uh, in Accident Man um, great comedy timing as well right? great comedy timing yeah some really good uh, lines in this movie mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's more of a character driven piece I would say than a sort of traditional mm-hmm. Scott Atkins or traditional action movie really The Debt Collector is certainly a cut above yeah. um, what, what you'd expect I think from your standard DTV yeah. movie we've got some feedback as well on social media with regards to The Debt Collector from our loyal Foo followers Annie Hayden on Twitter said my favourite film of 2018 is The Debt collector i felt it was well written and directed and the cast was outstanding especially scott and lewis their relationship felt very real r emmett sweeney on twitter said the debt collector a low-key la hangout movie about sad sack dead enders whose only remaining mode of expression is violence also funny and rebecca 25 on instagram said the Debt Collector was amazing. Brilliant performance from both the legendary Scott Adkins and incredible Lewis Mandela, both acting and especially in the fight scenes. Excellent movie. So there you go, some feedback there on on The Debt Collector. We'll now move on to our number four. Number four. Mike, your number four. My number four is Accident Man. Yeah. 
to me, I actually have to say, I preferred The Debt Collector to Accident Man. Yeah. However, I do very much like Accident Man, which is why this is in my list. Yeah. Um, but I just felt that trying to uh, kind of analyze and cross-examine these martial arts or fight-focused films. It's tricky, Accident, isn't it? Accident Man feels more of that. Yeah. It's a comic book um, adaptation uh, adapted from the British comic Toxic. Um, this Mike Fallon character that Scott plays, um, who is the accident man. He's a, he's a, a killer, an assassin, um, who makes his hits look like accidents. It introduces this weird and wonderful uh, eclectic cast of characters within the assassin community in London. When Scott's loved one is dragged into the uh, into an unfortunate situation, he is forced to fight back and uncover the truth behind the, the hit. And um, again, directed by Jesse Johnson. Yeah. And with a great cast, you've got Ray Park, Michael Jai White, Amy Johnston, Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Um, really great ensemble cast. Colourful, quirky, funny, and also serious and violent film. And I thought it was a very refreshing take on the um, on the kind of the comic adaptation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Done in a much more, I suppose... Um, risk-taking fashion because it was done as an indie film rather yeah. than being like a studio film. So that's why that made it into my yeah. list. Yeah, Tim Mann as well. Tim Mann doing the fight, fight choreography was very good. Um, so, I, I mean, a lot of great highlights. I love the Scott versus Amy Johnston fight. Yeah. Scott versus both Michael Jai White and Ray Park, his two-on-one fight was Fantastic. great. Fantastic. So a lot of really nice moments within yeah. that. And um, and genuinely very funny. And I think with that, alongside The Debt Collector, we're seeing Scott show his acting chops more and more. Absolutely. And also being very funny and great with the one-liners yeah. and that kind of thing. So moving away from some of the more stoic characters he's played in the past. We've had some feedback online about Axton mm-hmm. Man. A lot of people listening, that was their favourite martial arts film of 2018. Stella Stagaki on Twitter said, The more I think about this movie, the more I love it. It's just so good. The film is incredibly well written. Everything fits together like a puzzle. Scott Adkins absolutely killed it. Three exclamation marks. Uh, This is easily one of the best performances stroke movies of the year. We also got some feedback on Instagram as well from some loyal Foo followers saying that Accident Man was their favourite film of the year as well. So a lot of people agreeing with you. One of the highlights of the year. Definitely. My number four, Mike, is a Filipino action movie called mm-hmm. By Bus. Okay. Have you seen I By Bus? I have seen By Bus. I, I liked it very much. So this is on Netflix. Yeah. And I saw it a few weeks ago. And ever since I've seen it, it has stayed with me. There's, mm-hmm. there's, a, lot, there's a lot about this movie that I thought was um, really very interesting indeed. It's a very intense, visually arresting uh, action-packed movie, but it does have a very interesting socio-political message in there as well about poverty and particularly around the Filipino drug wars. The film is set over the course of an evening in a Manila shanty town where drug enforcement officers are trapped inside when a raid on a drug gang goes very wrong. It's very brutal, uh, and as the film goes on, the director of this film, Eric Matty, he really puts the audience in quite an uncomfortable position because you're sort of being forced to side with the cops but the cops themselves are either really corrupt or they're being forced to fight and kill quite a lot of the quite vulnerable village folk who are just sort of seen as cannon fodder in a way interestingly the film stars uh, Anne Curtis 
who is a Filipino-Australian actor. She's most famous for being a model and a TV host and also a recording artist as well. She's also a UNICEF ambassador, so it's very interesting seeing her, you know, stabbing people repeatedly and, you know, kicking people in the head. And there's a moment where she just electrocutes a whole village. So it's very uh, interesting seeing her in a role like this. I liked the ambition of the film as well. I thought it was very adventurous. There's some great cinematography there's a very good soundtrack and also some very interesting lighting effects and there's one of those one take fight scenes in it as well mike similar to something like atomic blonde where uh you know this camera's going all around this set and and curtis is uh fighting off people from left right and center very good fight choreography from sunny sisson yeah interesting film that's my number four by bust it's on netflix now okay so We'll now unveil what we think is our third favourite martial arts film yeah. of 2018. Number three. Well, my third favourite, and again, this is difficult because I'm keeping things fight-centric as opposed to purist martial arts-centric. Yes. I'm going to go with Creed 2. Okay. Because although it's a boxing film, yeah. I think it's fight-centric and maybe it contains some of the noble attributes of a good martial arts film. I'm a huge fan of the Rocky franchise. The first and second Rocky films are in my would be in my top five or top ten of all time, but yeah. I love the whole franchise. So when they rebooted uh, with Creed, obviously I suppose like everyone else, I was quite um, apprehensive. I wasn't sure how they were going to make this work. And Definitely. actually they, I think they did an absolutely amazing job. And to this day I'm so impressed by what they did and how they were able to kind of transition the story into a a parallel path and universe with the Adonis Creed character whilst still paying homage to Rocky and including enough attributes and references to make it part of the franchise. I think it was ex- an extremely clever job and so hard to pull off. I can't yeah. I can't believe that they actually did it so well. So to me, this story with Creed 2 kind of mirrors Rocky's path in Rocky 3 where the, the success and the fame um, is is kind of newfound and he's living the high life but then out of the shadows emerges this young hungry fighter which in the case of Rocky 3 was Mr. T as Clubber Lang and now we have the young uh, Victor Drago um, with I- Ivan Drago played by Dolph returning at his side and so it kind of mirrors that path of now it's the uh, you know the successful um, the successful fighter living the high life in some ways but still having struggles with his um, with family family life and and issues with this you know the baggage of the past and shadows from the past um whilst having to get his hunger and his um his eye of the tiger back no pun intended very good and um and rocky being there and being part of that and that struggle and that journey so it's uh, you know again great homage and great lineage to that uh, legacy in that story and bringing in some old favorites like uh, ivan drago that was yeah. great to see him back uh great performance from Dolph and really humanizes these characters that were maybe a little bit, um, you know, seen as kind of two dimensional bad guys or, or villains in the, in the, in uh, the original Rocky four. But now we get the characters a little bit more fleshed out yeah. and a bit more humanized. Daniel Bernhardt very remarkably did, uh, did the fight choreography, um, which I was very impressed by. And again, he's somebody who um, who's reinvented himself many, many times from, you know, being an actor, a performer, uh, a filmmaker, photographer. And now he's, you know, even very quietly behind the scenes fight coordinating Creed 2, which is <laughs> yeah. very, very impressive. And, you know, I don't think a, a big shout was made about that. So that was no. kind of like something nice to discover after. Okay, so that's Mike's number three. My number three is Night Shooters. 
Cool. Really enjoyed Night Shooters. Yep. Written and directed by Mark Price. It's a really funny British action comedy. It's it's one of those rare things, isn't it, Mike, where you get an action comedy that's actually got good action and good comedy. Yep. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. It's a fabulous ensemble cast yep. as well. Yep. Jean-Paul Lee, who I believe was brought onto this project relatively late mm-hmm. uh, and has done an incredibly good job in arranging those fight scenes yeah, so absolutely. promptly and so quickly. They, they really shine and stand out in this movie I think and interestingly Ben if you didn't know one of the fights was actually organised uh, over WhatsApp so the fact that these guys can communicate in a, yeah. a texting format but still come up with a great uh, great fight that was yeah that's amazing impressive feat okay let's talk about our number two the second favourite martial arts film of 2018 number two so Mike your number two yeah. film? my number two is Black Panther very good yeah have you got a, I should a, actually <laughs> say my number two is Black Panther as well. Great, good choice. Ryan Coogler again talking about uh, well Creed, the original Creed at least, um, and you know of course look this is a it's a big budget kind of blockbuster film, and you could argue, and I would even argue to myself, we've we've omitted films like Mission Impossible Fallout, but what I would say is that Black Panther is more clearly fight centric. Yeah. Um, even in the initiation. Uh, scenes yeah. of the of the film, which we should say just really briefly, and I'm sure everyone's seen it. If not, you should check it out. Um, it's the story of T'Challa, king of the advanced nation of Wakanda. Yeah. And um, in the story, it's when an old enemy reappears. Uh, T'Challa's tested um, and has to prove himself both as a king and as the uh, the mysterious but badass character of uh, the Black Panther, yeah. saving his homeland. And um, yeah, there's a lot of great, um, obviously great visual effects, great spectacle being a being a, a Marvel uh, blockbuster film. There's a lot of great martial arts in here, a lot of great fight scenes. I was very, very impressed by the film and also the the kind of the emotional content yeah. and the storytelling aspects were, were really good. So it's yeah. probably one of the best films of that nature that I I totally agree and it's one of those particularly from the MCU where quite a lot of those films as much as I absolutely love the Marvel comic uh, superhero movies this one did feel quite different didn't it it's it genuinely felt like something that that we hadn't seen before very excited about what what happens with Black Panther as the character evolves throughout the MCU definitely okay great it's that time then Mike it's time for us to reveal our favourite martial arts film of 2018. Number one. Right, okay, so I think there's going to be some agreement on this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what your number one film is yet, Mike, but I'm pretty sure it's the same yes, as mine. You do. You do. Uh, <laughs> do you want to reveal? Do you want to reveal? Did you want to go first? I can say it at the same time. Okay. Can we say it? Three, two, one. The, the night, night comes, comes for us. us. Yes, of course it is. Of yes. course it is. A very, very impressive film. A lot, you know. I was looking forward to this already. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Timo Tijanto. Yeah. I'm cl- uh, pronouncing his name correctly. Timo Jarjanto. Yeah. Jarjanto. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, he he did Headshot again yes, with Iko yes. Uwe um, and Killers previously. So he's done you know a, a few a f- only a few films previously, but has proven himself I think to be quite a quite an innovative yeah. uh, director when it comes to this this genre and um, obviously premiered on Netflix starring Joe Taslim and Eco. I thought it was nice that they kind of switched um, 
switched i suppose a uh, hierarchy of the roles compared to the first raid yeah. so this time joe taslim's the lead yeah and i thought he made a great lead i'd love to see him now in more so films good. he was great in the raid but this was a nice opportunity to see him front and center and i just love within this i love the universe that it created yeah you're absolutely right and i know that timo has suggested that this film is the start of a trilogy mm-hmm. potentially eco is the villain of the movie mm-hmm. i mean not that there's particularly good guys yeah. in this film a lot of anti-heroes uh, very much so so joe taslim is is the anti-hero trying to escape his former life of crime and his past does creep up on him. What really stood out for me in this film were were the fight scenes. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some really brutal fight scenes in this movie and we should say that Timo is one of the Mo brothers with Kimo Stambol and they have worked together on Dara, Macabre and Killers as you Mm -hmm. mentioned before so they very much come from a horror movie background and that really shows Mm -hmm. particularly showed in Headshot uh, and it does it comes out in this movie as well you know what it does it really creates a mood and I think that what we forget often enough if we watch too much light action we forget that action is violent or action can be violent so in these types of films in The Raid as well and others um, that act like action has consequences. Yes. And in a film like this, you know, you feel the pain. Mm. <laughs> you, oh my god! There's a lot of brutality, but it works within the universe. You know, we're 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 um, we're watching it in. Yeah. And I love the universe they created. This dark gangster world. You know, it's a, a world inhabited by some very nasty characters. Yeah. Who have nasty things happen to them, so it's okay. It's kind of cathartic, and we've got this this anti-hero who we're rooting for because he wants to get out of it and because he wants to save somebody and get them out of it. That's right. And um, and yeah, no, that that really helps us invest in the drama because you know, at the end of the day, all, all of this stuff comes down to storytelling, you know, yeah. a good story and a good... Um, good setup and then the bonuses get great fight scenes and great absolutely and, and and i think what timo does really well is that even some of the smaller characters do have a real presence in the film uh so a special shout out particularly to julia Stahl, mm-hmm. who plays this uh, assassin in the film and she's wonderful there is a, a duo of lethal uh, assassins played by dian sastro and hannah al rashid as well and they really pop they really sort of jump out yeah. of the screen also zach lee i really liked him in this this film he plays a character called White Boy Bobby. Uh, he's one of the gang. He really stood out in yeah. Headshot as well, and I think he's he's really great in this. Originally from Liverpool, apparently. <laughs> so this is interesting. It's one of those few films that I saw once, and then the next day I just watched it again. Yeah. We should also say that when I did put the call out for people to get in touch and say what was your favourite martial arts film of 2018, it was pretty unanimous that this film was uh, head and shoulders above uh, the rest. Two guns. On Instagram, said the night comes for us is film of the year for us. Ricky Martino on Instagram said the night comes for us was insane. Uh, John Paul Gleason on Twitter said, Easy, the night comes for us, nothing comes close, made a massive impact on me, still weeks later. Beautiful, brutal, brilliant. Hope for a Blu ray release as Netflix is nice, but I want to own it. Yeah. The fact it costs so little blows my mind. Timo made a masterpiece. Good point there on the Absolutely, Blu-ray. Yeah. That would be nice but to get it good. on Blu-ray, yeah, wouldn't it? Uh, Hard on Twitter said, To quote my own review, There is an evolving organicness to these assaults, each set piece building on the last. Bodies erupting and destroyed. There was no real comparison in 2018. 
the night comes for us it is thanks for another great year kung fu movie guides thank you david phillips on twitter said the best martial arts movie of the year by a mile ron ivy our friend ron over email said the night comes for us not even going to break it down it just is so there you go that's just a a, a mere Wonderful. selection of some of the feedback that we got on the night right. comes for us uh, a, a real great movie so there you go we're unanimous again mike unanimous and we're, we're not just copying each other no we're not losers. We do have our own opinion, but we independently put that uh, list together. So, exactly. You know, so, and, and evidently, look, people agree. So, I exactly. think the the you know the vote is in on that one. So, yes, there you go, our number one film of the year. The Night Comes For Us. Go and check it out on Netflix now. Now, I actually found that really hard to narrow that down to five yeah. films. I couldn't decide, was it Accident Man, The Debt Collector, Kickboxer Retaliation, I thought was yeah. a really fun mm-hmm. movie. Mike, what were the near misses for you? There must have been quite a few on that list yeah, no, that we I mean, put together. Yeah, I have to say Operation Red Sea. I yeah, love one of the best movie. action films I've seen in a, in a long time. Yeah. But again, it's a you know it's a war action film. It's not, um, not a martial arts film no. but a great action film apostle gareth evans i was very impressed you know that he's he's obviously embarked on um kind of a more uh ye olde yeah. british horror yeah. style of film um and now he's doing his gangs of london tv show so obviously i know everyone wants him to make the raid three and i think he's mindful of that but it's good to see him try new things at the same time vengeance which we talked about from um from the fighting spirit film yeah, festival good you know, I, I really enjoyed that very um very fun kind of throwback to like the 80s style kind, right. of, kind of quite um quite strong commando vibes which i know that yeah. director ross boyesque is a big fan of yeah and Stu bennett was great very charismatic uh acting gary daniels as well it's great to see him dark is one which I don't know if many many people have seen. It's on Netflix, uh, starring Tony Sienna, who I'm a big fan of. Um, he's an actor. He's appeared in Wake of Death with Van Damme, which I'm a, I'm a big fan of that film. It's one of actually one of my favourite Van Damme films. And Tony's a really I think he's a really interesting cat. He's a, he's a former world karate champion, and he actually alongside acting he heads up his own um, security agency. And he's a he's a bona fide martial artist. He's a real you know real tough guy in cool. real life. In these sorts of films and in Dark, you get to see him showcase his talents at beating the hell out of people. And it's a good, uh, you know, simple kind of throwback style uh, revenge movie. And it's a, it's a good one if you're interested in that kind of thing, which I'm sure we all are. Yeah. And finally, just for me, Debt Collector, because I, I love Debt Collector. Um, I think it's Scott and Jesse's best film so far. Yeah. Debt Collector, I wouldn't class as a martial arts film just yeah. for me personally, although it had great fights. Yeah. Deadpool 2 as well yeah. is another film I very much enjoyed. David yeah. Leach as well directed that Atomic Blonde and John Wick as well. Yes. Really sport for choice, hey, this yeah. year. A real, yeah. a real good list. It is now time to look ahead to a lot of the exciting projects that are in the pipeline for 2019 in our final section. Things to look forward to in 2019. Things to look forward to in 2019. Before we get into this, I just wanted to introduce this section with a couple of questions that have come in from Twitter from Dan Styles. Dan, we've already mentioned you on the, on the show earlier. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Dan wants to know, what films are you most looking forward to in 2019 and who is the one to watch 
up-and-coming action star for 2019. Mm -hmm. So maybe one does answer the other in this. But, um, I I mean, I just assembled a a, a list here, Mike, of titles that are coming out in 2019. Which ones of these, you know, are you most excited about, would you say? I mean, well, there are are quite a few. There's a lot, uh, isn't there? It's good, you know, it's good to have these prospects because, you know, it's a nice thing to look forward to. So John Wick 3... Uh, is a huge one I'm looking forward to. Can't and wait I, for I this. Can't wait to see how they expand on that universe. And then the casting, we've got, you know, um, Halle Berry and uh, Mark Dacascos and all yeah, these various great. people, you know, being introduced to the mix. So that will be great. Um, Ip Man 4, definitely a huge Ip Man fan. Very excited about this. Obviously, Scott Atkins playing yep. uh, the villain in this yes. movie. Action by Yen Wu Ping. Wilson yep. Yip is directing mm-hmm. as well. I've heard it does centre around Bruce Lee mm-hmm. and his teachings in America. Mm-hmm. So we'll wait and see yeah. how that unfolds. I think we have to say triple threat. That's very well, highly that's the martial arts event of the year, yeah. surely. Yeah. Eco Uwais, Scott Atkins, Michael J. White, Tiger Chen, Tony Jaa. Tony ja, who am I missing? Gijai Yanin is Selena in it. Jade. Selena Jade is in it. Michael Bisping. I do look forward to it. Um, I look forward to how they how they balance this. You know the the rivalry between the two teams. The, yeah, the kind of the size, the Westerners and the the, yeah. the the Asian leads, who are the heroes, which is nice to see. I mean, I've watched the trailer about a million times. Yeah, as, as, as I'm sure everyone else. So that that would be great. John Paul Lee, I would say, has got quite a few movies in the pipeline in 2019. Yeah. One to watch. I don't know. I guess he's been one to watch for a couple of years. Yeah, now. But I, I guess with somebody like him, and it's it's difficult because you know he has he's obviously done other work, but he's kind of coming into his own. In a yeah. sense, it feels like. And Night Shooters, we both talked about that as being great. He's got some other projects on the go. Yeah, he's know. got uh, Vengeance 2, obviously, yeah. is in the pipeline. And Jean-Paul Lee is uh, appearing in that alongside Vinnie Jones, I believe. Yeah. Katrina Durden, Stu Bennett returns mm-hmm. for that movie. It's got a very strong yeah. cast indeed. He is also in 14 Fists, which is with the producer of Night Shooters, Bart yes. Raspoli, I believe, is, yes. is directing that movie. And he's also involved in a new Hobbs and Shaw film, mm-hmm. which is the Fast and Furious spin-off yeah. with Jason Statham yeah. and The Rock. So that's that's a yeah, great... No, I think one to watch. He's a very talented guy, and I think there will be seeing more uh, from him. Jackie Chan's still out there doing his thing as well. There's a film called Night of Shadows, the trailer of which is now out there, so you can go and check out Night of Shadows, which is a Chinese wuxia fantasy type thing, and also Project Extraction, which he's working with John Cena. That looks very interesting indeed. And another film we should probably highlight is Dhaka. This is uh, Sam Hargrave's directorial debut. So yeah, no, I mean, Sam Hargrave's you know, great stunt coordinator, following in the footsteps, I guess, of... Uh, Chad Stelsky and Dave Leach, 8711. So this stars Chris Hemsworth as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And I think, um, you know, a lot of these stunt coordinators, very talented guys, do have it in them clearly from the, you know, the, the John Wick story. I think a lot of these guys have shown that they can tell great stories through the action. So to then move to first unit and be full on, fully fledged yeah. filmmakers is a kind of a natural progression in that. And some guys, you know, do have a knack for it. And I think evidently... Um, in the 8711 camp they're, they're you know they're schooled in this so mm. I think it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what Sam does Tony Jaa as well as Triple Threats has Monster Hunter coming yep. out Tony Jaa just gets bigger and bigger doesn't yeah, it yeah and I think it's nice you know we obviously know him as a as a huge star but I guess the re- the realisation is in some of these cases these guys aren't that well known outside of the kind of martial yeah. arts eastern community you know and it reminds me of you know guys like um, Max Zhang who's been around for for quite a long time he's now got his um was it master z it man spin-off yeah um, where he's starring um, i think actually that's been released end of this year in asia but 
probably beginning of next year. Yeah, elsewhere. we'll get that next um, year. But you know, somebody like him, you know, he deserves a shot for sure in the kind of Wu Jing mold of stepping up to the plate and you know having a really big showcase for his work. <laughs> Before we sign off, what can we look forward to from you personally in 2019? Any big plans? Well, Life of Action Volume 2 will be released. So hopefully there'll be more news on that fairly soon. And I hope off the back of that, Life of Action 3. But let's get 2 completed first. Well, we very much look forward to thank seeing you. that. Mike, thank you so much for inviting thank me you, around to your to your home and uh, recording this end of year special. Yes. It's been an absolute treat. Thanks, ben. A very Merry Christmas to you, to you Mike. And all it remains for me to say is to wish you all, wherever you are, a very happy Christmas, happy holidays, and a very happy new year. To play us out, just like we did last year, I have compiled a few outtakes uh, from the show this year. This is for anyone who thinks that this show might sound very slick and professional. Uh, the, the following 60 seconds should prove otherwise. Uh, so thank you very much again for checking out and listening to this episode of the show. So it's a goodbye from Mike. Goodbye, Ben. And goodbye, everyone. Thank you. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. One, two, three. One, two, three. Hey. To celebrate the UK release of the U... Blah, blah, blah. Noisy day today, real noisy day today. And we get to talk about her life and career and also uh, her work in Accident as Man. Listen, we have a big show for you today. Jesse V. Johnson is on the show today. Really loud aeroplane going by right now. There will be a live Q&A and an intro to the film and a f***ing big aeroplane. I think the aeroplane's gone now. pa 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 Another quick thing, it's the British podcast. I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for the hard work that you do do uh, and here in celebrating as well in the UK in movies because, um, you know, putting UK movies on the map, that's a really great thing. So thank you very much. You said do do. He did say do do. He said do do. Yes, yes, yes. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you, Foo followers, for checking out this end-of-year podcast for 2018. Brought to you by your friends at the Kung Fu Movie Guide. Featuring the great Mike Fury there. Thank you so much, Mike. Always a joy to hang out with Mike. And it was great fun going over to his lovely home to record this end of year podcast make sure you keep up to date with all the latest mike fury information by logging on to mikefury.net he is also on social media at the mike fury on twitter and instagram and you can get all the latest life of action details via facebook at life of action book finally before i bid you and 2018 a fond farewell Uh, A few thank yous. I want to thank George Dennis for his amazing ongoing technical support this year. I really couldn't do this show without George's support. So thank you so much, George. A big thank you to Mike Fury. And finally, a massive thank you to you, the loyal Foo followers. Thank you so much for your support and contributions to the Kung Fu Movie Guide in 2018 to anyone who has registered on the website or replied to a tweet or followed us on instagram or facebook or sent me an email or written a review left the star rating or subscribed 
to the podcast, whoever you are, a big, big thank you to you. And I wish you a very merry and happy holiday and a very happy new year. Indeed, I will see you all in 2019. Not entirely sure when uh, at, at this stage, but uh, but it will be soon enough. Do keep it locked to the usual KFMG social media channels in the meantime for all the latest news. We are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, if you do want to check in and see what's going on, you can always email the show. Message me at hello at kungfumovieguide.com. So, until we meet again, do take care, have a wonderful break, and I will see you soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.